Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Be Not Afraid comes from Ball Team, your builder of all faith-based construction needs. Learn more at buildwithball.com. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Good morning. Welcome to Be Not Afraid, Iowa Catholic Radio. Father PJ, good morning. Good morning, Father. Let us begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ your Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. At the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. let us proceed. How the posada is going on? <laughs> yeah, so it's el tiempo de los, de los posadas. Um, right. it, it, so the posadas are a wonderful tradition, and I, I wanted to make sure we covered this this week, so that especially our, our Anglo listeners who maybe haven't seen or been part of this before, okay. to come to Our Ladies or to Christ the King or St. Anthony or Sacred Heart this week, because I know we're all having them, um, uh, and, and check the particular churches for details, but it's basically, this is what happens during the evening this week, right? Exactly. Um, uh, this this is a a, a, a wonderful tradition um, that I think should be should be held up and practiced much more than than often is now. Um, our Latin American uh, Catholics uh, especially delight in dramatizations in plays in representation. in representations. So 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 during Our Lady of Guadalupe, there's always a girl as Our Lady of Guadalupe, and there's always a little Juan Diego, right? And so for the Posadas the bishop. and the bishop. And, the bishop. and of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the and, and, and the bishop's the best. Imponent and fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yep, sorry, no. but always they try to perform exactly yep. as they story. As they remember, yep. right? Because because by by living the story again, it becomes alive for us again. This is uh th- th- this is uh this is the same wisdom as the nativity scene. Correct. The first nativity scenes were not carved figures, they were people. St. Francis of Assisi brought this back himself from the Holy Land. And what's his literal intention to make alive Alive the nativity nativity of our Lord? It was also his intention with the Stations of the Cross. Oh, wow. Which is why processing with the Stations of the Cross, like physically moving from place to place is so important and why, you know, you you to this day, our Hispanics prefer to to, to do Stations outside because you've got more room. It's, 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 we're we're all, we're all part of the play. Well, the Posadas are a sort of a play, uh, a novena of plays for the nine days preceding Christmas or Christmas Eve, depending on how you kind of stagger, um, uh, that, that recalls both the nine months of the Virgin's pregnancy, but especially those last days of their journeying uh, to, 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 to Bethlehem and, and, and what happens when they get there. And it's, a, and it's a way of inviting the whole community into the experience of the Holy Family. So at bottom, it is, it's ultimately, it's a devotion to the Holy Family during Advent. And who would you rather spend those last days of Advent with than Jesus, Mary, and Joseph? It's curious because this is very famous in Central America. But if we're talking about South America, we're talking about that novena to the divine child. child. And we back to the Mother Angelica, who inspiration, vocational, and spirituality grow from the divine child novena as well. And in a particular manner for us, the prayer of the novena, including the Holy Rosary, and then specific moments from Jesus' preparation, and the uh, the canticle, mm-hmm. all that dynamic is we, we use villancicos in mm-hmm. Spanish. That is a special and a particular and a specific song used exclusively for Christmas. So it's very curious when, when I arrived the first time uh, to 
this kind of celebration as a, as a priest to adjust myself mm -hmm. and to understand also the mix between culture and devotion mm -hmm. because it's bo both it are is both in intimate intimate related you know and also the language no that not not knocking yeah. the door uh, the in one side it's funny but also it's a literal representation about what happened with the blessed virgin mary and, and saint joseph to find a place to delivered the, the savior of the war. So so that our Anglo uh, parishioners especially can understand better what's going on. So as part of the reenactment, the Holy Family will go from door to door and knock, singing a song to ask for entrance. And then, and then there's a response on the person who's the innkeeper or the person at the house saying, no, no, there's no room, there's no room. And they have to go till they can finally find a place to stay, you know? Um, if you've ever just like been running late on a road trip and had to pull off in a roadside motel, you know something of what this experience is like. But by having to relive this again and again ourselves is is psychologically very important. Here in Des Moines, because of space and distance and, and things, we tend to do this all sort of at one place, right? At, Correct. At the church. But in origin, of course, and in many places still, they travel from house to house. That's right. That's right. So that this becomes in, in your home. Around the parish. Around, around the, the parish. parish. Around and the, the final one is the church itself. Right. So, you, so, so, so friends, this is important. Um, uh, important to see, I think, because um, Jesus really does want to come to your house. Finally, he doesn't want heart. you to, to come visit him. That's right. He wants you to invite him into your home. That's right. And, and that's what we're trying to do at Christmas. All of these devotions, this is what they're all ultimately pointing at. The emphasis, especially on the Blessed Mother. Prepare the way of the Lord. And the way that this th we think of this like a, a woman preparing for childbirth. Um, Father, Father Smith, at the beginning of Advent for us, uh, gave a very fine reflection. He said, you know, the last month, he, of course, has what, seven or eight brothers and sisters, right? He said, um, uh, 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 the last month of a woman's pregnancy is different than the rest. Like even daily tasks become very hard. So she has to make decisions about what to do and what not to do. And she does much less uh, than, than, than she was doing before because her body is doing much more. Well, this is the church at Advent. Wow. So the church scales back. We do less of the things. I go to less meetings during December than I do. To, even Dowling doesn't make us go to as many meetings. But it's so that the body, that is the church as a whole, can be doing more as she prepares again to give birth as Jesus comes to be born again in our hearts and in our lives, and especially in Holy Communion. As you mentioned, it's very meaningful, the Posadas, Father, because sometimes Jesus has been trying in a multiple ways to knock-knock our life and our door as well. And especially in this season, too commercially, how we can mm -hmm. <laughs> the Lord be received if we are in a deeply distraction about external attractions versus inner and a humble heart. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think it's also very important for our listeners to know that this tradition is very, very old. Oh, it yeah. goes back almost as far as Our Lady of Guadalupe. So we, so we know of Posada celebrations from the like the 1550s. Um, so this, this is not new. This is old. And sometimes it's good to encounter something old that is ours, genuinely part of our kind of big T tradition, but that is a tr little tea tradition from one group of people, right? So I, I, I have grown immensely in my own Catholic faith in, in my experience of Hispanic devotions. Um, uh, and, and I like to think at least some of the time my people have grown some from their own experience of my Irish and American devotions. Mutual, mutual. Yeah, mutual, mutual enrichment. Mutual exercise. Iowa Catholic Radio, be not afraid.
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Fitness by Design, your neighborhood fitness studio. Located in Des Moines, offering PH or fitness classes, private and semi-private training, beamer, and massage. Learn more at fitnessbydesigndm.com, 515-770-3844. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory. Caldwell Parish offers services that are unique to the individual while following the Catholic funeral rites. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where you can chart your course for more. Mercy College provides unparalleled clinical rotations, hands-on learning, accelerated education, and flexible schedules. Since 1899, Mercy College has been transforming students into healthcare professionals. Guided by Catholic values, our faculty put classroom theory into practice. Students are prepared for roles in service and leadership throughout their own careers. Learn more at mchs.edu. Mercy College of Health Sciences. mchs.edu. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Westgate Dental, offering cosmetic, family, implant, and general dentistry. Located at 1073rd Street, Suite 1 in West Des Moines, just behind Dowling Catholic High School. Learn more at westgatedentalia.com. Mondays at 9 a.m., Man Up with Joe Stopulus on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and on demand on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Connecting listeners with Christ. Welcome back to Be Not Afraid, Iowa Catholic Radio. This Christmas 2023 is a very interesting one. So we have December 24th on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So presumably, presumably, we have four or five Sunday of Advent. Mm-hmm. But the real is only four to one. So what happened after noon, after 12 p.m.? Start Christmas, continue it for Sunday of Advent. Believe it or not, some of our listeners are unclear in this matter. So there, there's a very long, complicated answer to that question. But the but 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 the short answer is Christmas is going to start for you whenever your parish has its first Christmas mass. Okay. Because um, the mass is tied to vespers, which the priest is hopefully saying the way that he's supposed to, um, and, uh, and, and 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 marks the start there. But the, the, the important thing is that while the calendar makes things very tight this year, as tight as it can be, right? So the, fourth, huh. so the fourth Sunday of Advent is immediately followed by Christmas. So there's no fourth week of Advent this year. Um, the, uh, the, 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 the principle remains exactly the same. We're preparing for the feast right up until the feast itself. And so even though many of our families may, by force of necessity, because of travel and whatever else, have to have some of our pre-Christmas things like on Saturday or whatever, we should all be holding back at least a little. Don't let yourself go into full party mode until after that first Mass for Christmas, not the Mass for the fourth Sunday of Advent. Because our, our living in our homes should be reflected in the way that we pray. And so, and so the Christmas Mass is going to be what marks Christmas for most of us. And that needs to be when our Christmas celebrations really, really begin. So let us back to the first reading for instance for the fourth Sunday of Advent. This is first reading from this liturgy came from the second book of Samuel, chapter seven, verses one five, eight to twelve, and fourteen to sixteen. When King David was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from his enemies on every side, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am living in a house of cedar. 
while the ark of God dwells in a tent. Nathan answered the king, Go, do whatever you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that night the Lord spoke to Nathan and said, Go tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, Should you build me a house to dwell in? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So the church draws our attention this fourth Sunday of Advent. And again, most years we'd have another six days to to pray over this and meditate over it. But the church draws our attention to the Blessed Virgin Mary. She holds up the model of the Ark of the Covenant in the old law and of David's building, Solomon's ultimately building of the temple to house the Ark, the space to house the Ark as a kind of a, a prophecy, a, a precursor to Jesus coming to dwell in the womb of Mary. So Mary is the Ark of the New Covenant. This isn't an Ark made of stone or wood or gold. This is an Ark made of human flesh. Wow. And, and, and so as vulnerable as the womb of every, um, every woman you've ever known, this is part of the reason the church takes her teaching on, on um, preborn life so seriously um, uh, Jesus was, uh, was, was vulnerable in the ark of Mary's womb, um, and could just as easily have been destroyed, uh, um, w- w- which is why the tragedy of, of abortion, um, uh, scars us so badly, huh? But, 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 but absorbed rightly, every child conceived in their mother's womb, every child tended and nurtured with love and care and concern, they're as precious as the tablets of the law and Aaron's rod and, 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 and the manna that the people kept in the ark. And so, and so Jesus, the new manna, the bread that comes down from heaven, he comes to dwell in the ark of Mary's womb. And, uh, and John the Baptist dances before Mary, just as David danced before the ark. This is what we do in the presence of God. We, we, we can't help but recognize. And so our dances today are maybe more choreographed. A genuflection looks uh, less redolent than David dancing uh, naked before the ark, but, 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 but it is our own way of recognizing the presence of God, especially in the Blessed Sacrament. The, um, the, the, the church then turns its attention a bit, right? So, 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 so the, the emphasis for the fourth Sunday of Advent, the whole fourth week of Advent, really is on Mary and the character of Mary, okay. and Mary's own experience in these last days leading up to the birth of the child. But at Christmas, once we hit the Christmas masses, the readings change and the focus changes. Now we're not journeying to Bethlehem with Mary. We're not approaching the birth of the child with Mary. The focus is on Jesus himself. Interesting. Who has come and been born uh-huh. in the flesh of this newborn babe. And the word made flesh. And the word was made flesh. This is the reason that um, those devotions, especially in Central and South America, also in Eastern Europe, to the infant Jesus, to, whether to it's the infant of Prague or the Santo Nino or whatever, but, but all devotion to baby Jesus under whatever description is fundamentally a devotion to the incarnation and a recognition that Jesus is God even as a baby. He doesn't become God later on. A light bulb doesn't go on and go, oh, I'm God at my baptism or something like that. Jesus is God already, is holy God and holy man lying in the manger. Father, one of the, the symbols, it's obviously the fourth candle of, of, of Advent must be, must be light. Why we have also an, a white candle? 
So the, so the white candle, so the Advent wreath has had a long and complicated history. Once upon a time, there weren't just four candles. Once upon a time, there were six candles because Advent was six weeks long. Oh, I see. Um, and then there were lesser candles. So you would have the, the big candles would be colored. And then you would have little candles for the day, for the weekdays. Oh, okay. And those were usually white. Um, uh, uh, nowadays, what tends to happen with most Advent wreaths is you have a white candle that gets lit after the fourth Sunday, so not on the fourth Sunday proper. So for us, this would be afternoon on this Sunday, um, but as the Christ candle. So this is now the sign that Christ is 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 come. It's like this isn't magic that you're not going to like get the candles wrong or something. That's not the idea. But the point is that the the colored candles are in expectation of the one who is to come, just like colors individually separated by a prism work up to make the one great bright light together. Iowa Catholic Radio, be not afraid. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally since 2012 and featuring regular, seasonal, and limited-release beers. Confluence Brewing Company, 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com. Iowa Catholic Radio is supported by our listeners and business underwriters as we connect listeners to Christ while bridging the gap between the church and the marketplace, seeking God in both. If you own a business that you'd like to use to help further this mission, email deaconmark at iowacatholicradio.com. And we encourage you to thank the many businesses who choose to underwrite programming on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Your presence is vital as we participate in the church and the marketplace, seeking God in both. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Laser Home Services. Catholic-owned and operated, Laser Home Services has been providing Central Iowa with electric, plumbing, heating, and cooling services since 2001. Learn more at laserhomeservices.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Catholic Charities of the Diocese of Des Moines, where empowering individuals and strengthening families have been the cornerstone of care for a century. Services for neighbors in need include a food pantry, professional counseling, emergency family shelter, and refugee resettlement. At Catholic Charities, lives are transformed and you can be part of the mission. To learn more about how to help Catholic Charities fulfill Christ's promise of help and hope, visit catholiccharitiesdm.org. Welcome back to Be Not Afraid, Iowa Catholic Radio. So we are no longer in the fourth Sunday of Advent. Now it's afternoon. Right. So we're moving into the Christmas itself. But if we look in the lectionary, it shows us four options. It may I said, the nativity of the Lord, first one, Christmas. Second, Mass at dawn. Third, Mass during the day, Mass during the night how we manage that in terms of liturgy, and also to explain to our audience what is the meaning of each of those. So the, um, the, the, the distinct masses, that is separate sets of readings, prayers, and, and hymns uh, that, are, that exist for Christmas, um, came about 
initially is the practice of the community in the Holy Land, the, the Christians that lived in the place where Jesus is from, where they would have masses at different places attached to the Lord's birth. So the, the, the mass at night, or what people think of as midnight mass, but it, it's always been Misa and Nocte, and the time was never all that significant. It's important to remember, right, that before electric lights, people had a very different relationship to night and day than we do now, and so the, time, the times would all look different. But the important piece here is that they would start sort of at, at, at the main church, the cathedral, um, uh, and, then the, a, 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 and, and have mass, or maybe not mass, but just like a long Vesper service, and then process to the Church of the Nativity, what's now the Basilica of the Nativity in Bethlehem, and they would celebrate Mass there over the place where tradition holds that the Lord was actually born, and then they then there would be a party, and then they would process back to the big church uh, to have uh, the bigger celebration at dawn, so that so that the party, in a certain sense, went all night long. You had prayer, party, prayer, party, prayer, party, and and, and this would just go on sort of all night long. Um, so, so in a certain sense, you know, Christians invented ragers. Like we, <laughs> we're the ones who, who who started all night partying, but it was for these this with this holy purpose, huh? Um, and so, and, and so, the readings uh, that are selected for each of the each of these masses and the prayers that are attached to them, they all play off of different themes or ideas around the mystery of the Lord's coming in the flesh. So, the gospel center, as we explained before the break. Now it's not the Blessed Virgin Mary. Now it's Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. So in which one gospel we represent completely the nativity of our Lord? Because we have four, four, four here, you know? So that, that's very hard to say. The, 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 the one that tradition would hold us to here um, is that the Mass of Christmas Day, which has always been the Mass, like in history, that most Christians actually attended, right? Like the most attended one would be the prologue from St. John's Gospel. So this is very counterintuitive. It's not the Christmas story at all. It's in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh. So that does capture this, like in a totality, in a way that any of the individual snippets doesn't. But in history, what the church has tried to do here, right, is that, is that for the Vigil Mass, the, 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 the Christmas Eve Mass, which is probably the largest in most of our parishes these days, um, that may not be altogether good or healthy, but that's a different question. Um, that's the genealogy. Um, so, so the listing of the names, and this is with great intent. So, you know, as families would gather, especially Jewish families would gather on the night before a big feast, the night of a big feast, they would begin by telling the family story and, and recite, you know, your grandfather and your great grandfather and your great, great grandfather. And so this is what we do. We say, well, these are the generations of Jesus Christ, beginning with Adam, beginning with Abraham, and listing off all of these people. And the people that are listed in the Lord's genealogy, right. they're not all saints. Most of them are sinners, <laughs> pretty big sinners. And that's important because Jesus's family is a kind of a rogues gallery. So it's, you know, being holy is not about being pious or polite. Uh, piety and politeness come into it, but they're well after the fact. Um, the, 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 the mass at midnight focuses especially on the experience of the angels and the shepherds, uh, the encounter of angelic beings with God in the flesh, and the encounter of the most ordinary of people, or the most rangy of people with, with God in the flesh. Um, and then, and then the, 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 the mastering the day then focuses our, our attention on sort of the mystery as the whole, what it means uh, for the word to have taken flesh in the person of Jesus. 
when um when the uh it, it, the church kind of draws our attention back um to to the angels so the angels uh this is just a portion of the gospel but it gets the point across right when the angels when the angels went away from them that is the shepherds to heaven the shepherds then said to one another let us go then to bethlehem to see what has taken place which the lord has made known to us so they went in haste and they found mary and joseph and the infant lying in the manger and when they saw this they made known the message that had been told them about the child. So, wow. so the, the shepherds have this encounter with the angels, and the, the shepherds go and they see the child, and once they see that it's true, they can't stop talking about it. They talk about it to J Joseph and Mary. They then run out and, and tell it to everybody who will listen to them. Their lives are changed forever because of this encounter with the child. And this mimics what our encounter is supposed to be. So we come and we kneel before the crib, and then later we kneel to receive Holy Communion, and glory be to God, we should never tire of telling people of the wonderful things God has done for us. The Archangel St. Gabriel is the, the Archangel of Deliver the Message. So we presumably that these angels came from that side of the Deliverance Message as well. So the shepherd's attitude also, it's an invitation for us, unexpected good news for us as well, you know? There's a big fight in liturgy circles, which most people would find kind of silly, but about whether or not angels actually sing. Um, because, of course, in the preface, every, every day, we say, and so with all the angels and saints, we join in one chorus of exultant praise. Um, uh, but, the, but, 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 but there's a fight over when the angels declare to the shepherds glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill, whether they were singing it or saying it. What is certainly true is that they gave us one of the most significant songs in history. And so that glory to God in the highest, which we recite on every, every uh, Sunday and feast day, that, that should give us pause. We should pay attention to that because the reason we say it at Mass is because we're declaring the Lord's coming among us again, just as he did at Christmas. It's just that he does that at every Mass. This is the reason in history that uh, the, the, the priest reads what's called the last gospel, that is the prologue to the Gospel of St. John, after every Mass as his thanksgiving, because the Word has just taken flesh again and, 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 and made himself known to us in the Blessed Sacrament and in, and in the gift of Holy Communion. We are approaching ending this program previously, the Christmas Day. Could you please send the Christian greeting? May the passion of the Lord Jesus, merits and prayers of the Blessed Virgin, St. Joseph, and all the saints grant that whatever good you do or suffering you endure, heal you all your sins, help you grow in holiness, and bring you to everlasting life, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Be not afraid. Iowa Catholic Radio. Happy and Merry Christmas to Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Go forward and be not afraid. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Be Not Afraid comes from Ball Team, your builder of all faith-based construction needs. Learn more at buildwithball.com.